Thank you for joining the Medit Church podcast. Today, we're going to be concluding our family vacation series with a sermon entitled Fresh Start. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Hey, I just want to welcome a good friend of mine, somebody I've known uh, pretty much my whole entire life. Would y'all give it up for my dad, our children's pastor, Pastor David. He's going to be giving the word this morning. So again, good morning. It is uh, a blessing to be here. Um, it's an honor to serve alongside your pastor and my son uh, in ministry. Um, if you'd have told me this <clears throat> prior to uh, 1995 that I'd be worshiping and minister alongside my son, I probably would have cussed you out. Because I was not in the place that I should have been. Um, but praise God, he gave me a fresh start. Um, my hometown church, I can take you to the very church, the very pew, uh, the very place I was sitting in when I accepted Christ into my life and uh, got a fresh start. Uh, so over 20 Five years now I've been serving the Lord um, I won't tell you that it's been easy I won't tell you that it's been a bed of roses but faith comes by trials and that's okay it's how you handle those trials right amen y'all gonna have to wake up or I'm gonna stay here till four o'clock tonight nah just kidding just kidding so because some of you guys and gals got to go to school tomorrow, right? That's here, oh Lord, or oh me, oh my. So, Father, we love you. We thank you this morning. Thank you for everything that you've done so far. Thank you for the excitement we've had. Thank you for the many blessings that you give us. Each time we take a breath, it's a blessing from you. Each time we open our eyes for a new day, it's a blessing from you. And Father, we ask that you'll just invade this place with your Holy Spirit this morning to open our hearts, our minds, and our souls to receive from you. We love you and thank you. In Christ's name, everybody says, Amen. Amen. So, um, when we got to talking about this um, a few weeks ago, how we were going to do back to school, um, it all just came together. God has a plan. He always makes it happen. So, what you got to know? Anybody remember what you got to know? Ooh, was you paying attention to the video? So what you got to know? God will give you a fresh new start. Amen? <laughs> He'll give you a fresh start. So um, I'm going to tell you a little story. It comes out of Mark chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. I won't read all of that, but uh, it's a familiar passage of where uh, Christ started calling his disciples. So it says uh, God was, uh, uh, you know, we go all the way back when, when Christ started his ministry on earth. Uh, you know, he started about the time uh, or about the age of 30. That's about the age of your pastor right now. He's a couple years older than 30. Um, now I'm going to say something to your pastor and his wife. So I might get a little teary-eyed and May get a little up, you know, a little upbeat. Everybody calls me the crying pastor, or whatever the case may be. Um, and I'm gonna say it to the staff of this church. If you're visiting, we are we're grateful you're here. But I want to tell your pastor, his family, 
your work does not go unnoticed. Your sacrifices do not go unnoticed. When you're standing alone and working the hardest by yourself, you're not alone. You may not have any bodies here, but you're not alone. And for the staff that's not here, whatever's going on in your lives, whatever distractions, I want you to know you're not alone. I asked this question to a lady one day. Me and my wife lived in Murphy for a while, and she used to tell me, I used to go to the church. I used to teach Sunday school. I used to have a great relationship with the Lord. And my only question to her, I, I, I wasn't being ugly to her or anything like that. My only question to her was, who moved? Who moved in the relationship between you and God? Was it God? I don't think so. And she just looked at me with a profound look. And she said, it was me. I'm the one that moved. I'm the one that walked away. I still love the Lord and everything is what she said to me. But my relationship with him is not where it should be. He can give her a fresh new start. He can give every one of you a fresh new start this morning. So as Christ started his uh, ministry uh, you know, if we really look back in the scripture, his ministry started when he was 12 years old. But whenever his adulthood in scripture here, it tells us that he started his earthly ministry just as he had turned 30 years old. So he can use anybody at any age. I'm 55 years old next month or in two months. I'm still doing children's ministry. I have a child's heart or have the children at my heart. I love them. I appreciate them. And, and we, when I came, we started a fresh new in that room over there. And we're learning the books of the Bible. I got one student that can tell me all the books of the Bible in chronological order up through about midway to Job. They can tell me every one of those books. Why is it important? Because you got to learn about God. you got to learn how to navigate through this scripture so as he's preaching and teaching crowds would come from miles and miles around to hear an incredible teacher named Jesus they were amazed at his teaching and his, and his miracles one day Jesus was walking around a lot of folks and he passed by a place where a man named Levi uh, was sitting Levi as we know in the scripture if you go back and read Mark uh, two chapters uh, two thirteen through seventeen. It talks about him calling Levi. Well, as we get further in scriptures, we know that Levi, Christ changed his name to Matthew. So that's how we get Matthew uh, uh, in in the book of the Bible. What's the first book of the New Testament? Anybody? Matthew. It's an easy one. Matthew was a tax collector. Tax collectors worked for the Roman government. Ain't that amazing? We have tax collectors and who they work for, the government. 
uh, we won't get into that. They often were guilty of taking more money from the people they were supposed to. What is that called? That's called stealing, ain't it? Called a thief. Uh, the tax collectors would get rich off of, this, of stealing from people uh, in the name of taxes. Ain't that amazing? We'll do something in the name of something else. We'll call good evil and evil bad, right? Or how's the scripture say, we'll call good evil and evil good? Jesus walked up to Matthew and said, follow me and be my disciple. Are you kidding me? A tax collector? A thief? You want to make him a disciple? Jesus would ask a liar, this cheater, to be his disciple? Yes, he knew exactly what Matthew was, and but he saw what Matthew could become. He didn't look at what was in front of him and how he was. He knew what Matthew could be and what he could become in life. Do you know what Matthew did when Jesus asked him? He got up and followed him. Didn't ask, no questions, no, no questions asked. Just got up and left. He left his tax collecting booth and his entire way of life behind in order to follow Jesus. That's amazing to me. That's what he did for me in 1995, October 21st. In a little town called Randlow at the Randlow Church of God. That's my home church. Later we find that uh, Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house. Matthew invited a bunch of his friends to dinner. Now could you imagine the type of friends that Matthew had? That could be interesting. Um, Matthew, again, invited a bunch of his friends to dinner so that they could meet Jesus. Now, already, Matthew is becoming an evangelist. He's becoming a street preacher. He's becoming a home preacher right there. So they could hear some of his incredible teachings about God. Now, knowing that Matthew was a sinner and a tax collector... Those friends could be some tough guys. That's right. The only friends he had were sinners. Can I tell you something? We're all sinners. If you accept Christ into your life, we're saved by grace. What an amazing story. When the religious leaders heard that Jesus was having dinner with tax collectors and home, at the home of a bunch of sinners... They began to talk badly about him. Now we're getting the religious into the, into the picture. We don't need to get religious. We need to get relationship. They ask, why does Jesus eat with such wicked sinners? He should not be bringing around or hanging around those types of people. Why not? Jesus spoke up and said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. In other words, of course I'm going to spend time with sinners. Now, this is Christ talking. They're the ones who need to hear my teachings of salvation. They're the ones that I came to save. Jesus is saying to, that his whole reason for coming 
down from heaven was to bring salvation to sinners like you and me. Amazing story. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. When you give your life to Jesus, he gives you what? A fresh new start. That's exactly what we're going to learn in the lesson today. And that was just my opening. Amazing, right? That's already a powerful story. Um, so fresh new start. Have you ever thought about, you know, being picked or being part of a team and having to pick those players? You always want to pick the best player off the bat, right? Who's, who, who plays sports in here? Always want to be on the good team, don't you? You always want to be on the best team. Um, the biggest and the strongest and best players are the ones that you want, right? That's who you want to hang around with. That's who you want to learn from. So you, want to, want, so you would expect Jesus to pick the smartest, holiest, and best people to be on his team of disciples. That's what we would expect. But he didn't. He picked the most vile individuals, those that could cause the most damage in people's lives, to turn them around. Why? He wanted to do that because he wanted to show you that no matter what you've done in life, no matter where you've been, whatever you've been through, he loves you. He wants you to know that, I don't know, what's the worst that you could do? There's ten of them. If we don't follow the Ten Commandments, I guess that's the worst thing you could do. But he still loves you. He will forgive you. He will let you know that you're all right. He will give you a fresh new start. I want you to pretend for a moment that you're Jesus. That's pretty hard, ain't it? I don't think I would want to be Jesus. You're out of here. You've done that. You cursed my name. You're out of here. That would be me if I was Jesus. I know that's pretty hard to imagine. After all, you've never walked on water or raised anyone from the dead, right? You ever raised anybody from the dead? I walked on water, but there was pavement under it. Right? That's about the only walking on water. Now, if I walk, try to walk across the lake, I'm, gonna, I'm a big guy. I'll sink right like that. I won't make it three inches. Trip and fall and be wet all over. Always pretend, you, you know, as we pretend you are Jesus and it's time to start picking your team, is it going to work for you for the next three, who's going to work for you the next three years? And you, as you spread the gospel, what team are you going to be, be on? Are you going to pick the, you know, Rod Parsleys and things like that? I don't know. The good news is God love to the world. What kind of people would you choose? After all, the people you uh, choose can make or break your team. I think the team here is pretty good. I think God's established a great team here. Not just because I'm a part of it. I've only been a part of it a few, you know, few weeks. But what's been established here has already made a difference. The souls that's been saved the lives that's been changed, the visitors that are coming through the door. 
This church is not staying inside the four walls. They're doing fellowships together. They're doing outreach together. They're doing amazing things together. Why? Because it is a powerful thing to fellowship together. Jesus didn't pick the people that everyone else would have imagined. Sorry. Jesus picked average everyday people like fishermen, carpenter, and even a tax collector. You know, I've worked for the government for over 30 years, retired from the government. Fix to go back to work for the government. But he puts us in strategic places. He gives us a fresh new start. Remember the story that Matthew, as a tax collector, uh, that everyone hated and did not respect to be the one of his disciples. Actually, he became one of the top tier disciples. You know, if we look in scripture even further, we'll find that even he picked the, I won't say he just picked the devil to be on his team, to be honest with you. Take Judas. Judas betrayed Christ. But he's still part of the team, even though he was part of the devil. He was full of the devil. Why would Jesus do that? He knew how messed up Matthew was. Jesus did not, you know, realize that Matthew was lying. He did. He was a cheating tax collector. Of course he did. He chose Matthew. Why? Point number one, Jesus knew everything, knows everything about you and me. No matter what, he knows everything. What you go in, boys and girls, what you do in your rooms, your parents may not know. God knows. Parents, what you do away from your kids, God knows. It don't matter if you do it at home, if you do it Dollar General, do it in your car. God knows what's going on in our lives. Jesus is God. He knows everything about you. He knows how many times you've lied. He knows that bad joke that you told in, you know, the other day. Uh, he knows how disobedient you are to your mom and dad. It's amazing what he knows. He knows everything. Jesus knew that Matthew was lying and cheating. He knew every sin that Matthew had ever committed, but he loved him anyway. Even though Matthew didn't even seem like a good choice as a disciple, Jesus looked past all of that. He looked past his faults. He, looks like, he looked past his sin. He even changed his name and called him Matthew and gave him a fresh new start. That's why Jesus is who Jesus is. Number two, Jesus doesn't... Just see what you are. He does see what you can be. He knows the future basketball players, baseball players, the next princess, the next ballerina, the next children's pastor, the next Billy Graham. He knows everybody. You see yourself as not, not a, as a no good sinner. And that's true, we are. We're all no good sinners. 
I'm a sinner. I make mistakes every day. That's why we call it prayer. That's why we ask forgiveness on a daily basis. Matthew was a sinner. But Jesus was looking. But when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't focus on what you are now. He sees beyond that, and he sees what you can be. You know what clay is, right? Or dirt. You ever had made uh, mud pies? You ever eat mud pies? I have. I've eaten a little dirt in my life. Sorry. But if you look at it in its present condition, you know, whether it's dirt off the side of the street or a bar of clay that you get to play with, it's just that, clay or dirt. Until you start making it into a form of, of a cross or you start making it into a moon pie. It was nothing. But now it's turned into something because you put your hand to it. Jesus called the disciples, or Jesus called Matthew to be his disciple because he knew that he was just more than Matthew, more than just a lying, cheating tax collector. He knew that he could be a great asset for his team. So he takes and forgives you of your sin, and he starts to mold you. He molds you into a, a new student, a new child to your parents, a new attitude. He gives you a new abilities to perform your duties at work. He gives you the ability and the strength and the, uh, uh, the endurance to uh, overcome anything. I have to be honest with you. Two years ago was some of the darkest days in my life. And if I could have walked away, I could have easily walked away and cursed God. My wife had a stroke, a severe stroke on May 3rd, 2019. During that time, we didn't know if she'd live or die. She's sitting back here today. She's a walking miracle. I never thought that she would live long enough to go out of the emergency room. And just a few weeks later, my dad was in the hospital. And they did a few tests on him. And he had blood and bone cancer. Now I'm torn between two hospitals. Love of my life. And the love of my dad. My wife gets out of the hospital. About eight weeks later she has a seizure in the middle of the night. Back to the hospital. All the while my dad's in and out of hospitals in convalescent units and things like that. And I'm stretched to the thin. And the only thing I could say is, oh God, God help me. Or God, you're in control. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to talk to him. My wife gets out of the hospital. It wasn't but a few days later, my dad goes into hospice. And on August 4th, my dad dies. 
I don't know how to handle life. I'm 53 years old at that time. And I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I want you to know, adults, look past it. You'll get through it. Do I still question things? It's all right to have questions to God. It's okay. He won't love you any less. He, won't, he will look past your hurt and put those godly arms around you and hold you. And you may not feel it. You may feel so dead and alone at those moments, but you're going to make it through. Do I have anxiety? Shoot, yeah, I do. Do I still struggle each day with her condition? Sure, I do. But you're going to be okay because who you serve. I know where my dad's at. He's in the presence of the Lord. When he left this earth on that Sunday morning, August the 4th, when he took his last breath here and opened his eyes there, oh my gosh, can you imagine what a celebration he has? Because my mom had already gone to be with the Lord many years ago uh, prior to that. It was a family reunion with Christ with my mom and my brother. It gives us a goal to set. It gives us a future to stand for, and it gives us a future to run to. So he knows you. He knows how you, you know, right where you are with a fresh start. God chose, choose to follow Jesus, and he will give you a fresh start. Matthew left his old life. He left it behind and never looked back. He followed Jesus until the day Jesus left this earth. And let me tell you, he took everything with him on his back to that place called Calvary. I'm amazed that he would die for me, that he would even consider me on that cross. Matthew spent the rest of his life telling others what he learned from Jesus. In fact, Matthew wrote the first book of the New Testament. What a, new, what a testament is. A lying, cheating tax collector ended up writing a book of the Bible. What amazing future. And what amazing future he has for you. It is so wonderful to know that Christ knew me before I even knew him again as we were going to transition in a time of worship I want you to think about a few things where are you at with your relationship with him what stresses are you under thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church podcast if you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.